awesome. Okay. Okay, good. Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Power Hour. Happy Thursday to you. We hope uh, that you guys are doing great, and let us know where you're tuning in from this morning. If you're catching us live on LinkedIn or Facebook or over there on YouTube, we would love to see where you're coming into in from this morning because today we have another awesome guest, none other than the career expert Lauren Greif, who helps you access the hidden job market, one of my favorite of all time topics, and the rest of the Power Hour crew too. So good morning to you wherever you're tuning in from. We are so glad that you are with us here today. Um, so you guys, before we jump into it, because I know today is going to be a completely action-packed conversation, let's go around Robin and introduce ourselves. And then I would, if you don't mind, Lauren, I would love to introduce you and then we will jump right into it. So if you are just Meeting me for the first time, my name is Claire Davis and I run Traction Resume where I help sales leaders land great jobs and make more money through resumes and interview prep. So Dan, I'm going to toss it over to you if I could. Good morning. How are you doing today? Good morning, everyone. Hi, Claire. Uh, I'm doing amazing. I'm taking a short day today. Uh, I am going to be heading out to go see my parents for a long weekend. I'll still work tomorrow, but it'll be nice to get to hang out with them. So, um, especially with the baby, they love seeing her, so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but if you don't know me, my name is Dan Mott. I help solopreneurs build their business on LinkedIn through coaching courses and other free resources. Uh, Matt, what's going on? How are you doing today? Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> I almost had it. A couple weeks ago, I still need to get better at that. And then, you, and then you just lose it; it goes away. Sometimes and then I lose it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. It's good to be here. Thank you so much. My name is Matt Zahn. I show people how to persuade with power through the art of strategic storytelling. I primarily do this through workshops and one-on-one -on -one coaching. I will pass it. There we go. Over to you. You got it. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Um, I am so super excited to chat with you, Lauren. Oh my gosh, I've been looking forward to this all week. Um, so I run Muscle Creative. So I help solopreneurs and small businesses connect and convert um, their audiences to what I like to call heart-eyed customers um, through conversational copy. So I help them with copywriting and work with them one-on-one -on -one, um, with these like one-hour intensives as well as my monthly membership. So back to you, Claire. Uh, awesome. And I'm glad we're finally getting the uh, the Brady Bunch flow going. I feel like <laughs> soon we'll have a ball we can just toss to each other. But hey, you guys, Lauren Greif is with us today. And after 30 years in top creative marketing roles, Lauren quit. But when she jumped back into the job market, she realized all over again how painful and difficult the process was, which I think many of us here can relate to and have experienced ourselves. So what Lauren learned in her 50s is that what she wishes she knew and took advantage of way earlier, and now that's what she coaches her clients. And instead of this, um, <clears throat> she chose to use this power, this superpower, in her own career consultancy called PortfolioRocket.com. So you guys, if you are not yet following Lauren, make sure you do it today and also check her out at PortfolioRocket.com. So Lauren, the four of us here are some of your very biggest fans and we are super pumped to have you with us today. So good morning. How are you doing? And we can't wait to talk to you more about some really innovative stuff. Thank you all. And Claire, you're a lightning rod. And I, I really appreciate all of you and your short, pithy, amazing uh, intros. Excellent job. Seriously, that, that is some excellent practice. 
Thanks. Thanks. I'll admit I can be a long-winded one. So we're working on getting <laughs> you get a little bit better <laughs> each week. Exactly. We're like there's five of us. We should really just kind of get through this. Very <laughs> duly noted. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Laura, there's one thing that you and I and the group talked about um early on when we wanted to have you, and and that is the power of what I think many of us did to meet each other here and the virtual coffee date. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people take that for advantage or feel like, oh, I'm zoomed out and, you know, it becomes kind of fun for a while and then it becomes a little bit overwhelming. But can you tell us a little bit more about how, well, why, first of all, these virtual coffee dates are so powerful and sort of how you keep the momentum alive for your clients and your friends to continue doing them? I would love to because the the piece that I have clearly noticed is that when you talk to whoever, somebody on LinkedIn or a job seeker, chances are they're going to say, oh, yeah, I'm networking. <laughs> and so networking, what, what does that really mean? Like, do you have a strategy for networking or is networking just like, oh, here, there and everywhere or this week a little bit, next week, not so much. And how do you kind of scale this? so that you have a strategy for networking. And so I'm gonna share with you this super simple, scalable way to use your networking and definitely bring a mug. You can, this one's the size of my head, but you can bring whatever beverage you want. And it goes like this, okay? Two coffees, once a day. That's an hour a day. Okay, that is five, five scheduled, 10 people every week. Mm -hmm. Times that by four weeks, now you have 40 coffees, right? Do that for three months, and what do you have? You have 120. Yeah. If you really want to supersize it, take each one of those coffees, and at the end of those coffees, say, mm -hmm. who are the three people that I have to meet, hmm. you would recommend I have to meet coming out of this coffee. Now you've taken 120 and you've multiplied that by three. So you have now scaled, you've taken one month and you've scaled and spidered that way outside of anybody that you have ever known in your like world, right? Yeah. And why this is so important goes back to a study that was done in the 70s, however, still relevant today, more recently recycled by the Markham, Malcolm Gladwell, but it came from uh, Mark Granzevetter, who is a Stanford professor who introduced this idea of your weak links are your stronger ties. So what does that really mean? It really means that if you continue to network within the same channel over and over again, very quickly, you're going to be drinking dirty bathwater because you're just going to keep going back to those same people over and over and over again. They're going to be like, yeah, I know that person. I know you. I know you. I know you. But when you start spreading out your, your specific stream, you're bringing in fresh water and fresh fish and fresh insights and people that are third, fourth, seventh degree connections who are, according to this study, 
57% more likely to connect you to your next opportunity. And so in this very simple, perhaps not easy, but simple way of doing this in a more consistent way, you're, you're keeping a cadence and it works like compound interest, mm -hmm. right? It's like, you know, for any of you analytics out there, Dan, you know, this <laughs> way of kind of like taking something that starts off really small and continues to multiply with it, with each and every investment. And I've been doing that not only on LinkedIn, but my clients, more importantly, have been doing this as a way of tapping into opportunities that are unadvertised. Because I don't want to get into the whole like, oh my God, don't call it the hidden network, the hidden job market. It, it there the, what's hidden about it is there are it's not that anybody's not you know they're holding on to it and they're not trying to tell you about it it's that it may not have been posted yet yeah it mm. may be forecasted for first quarter and we don't know what's happening behind the scenes but they haven't for whatever reason gotten approval to you know make it public or it could easily be a smaller mid-sized company that just doesn't have the resources to spend on posting ads. Um, even even their their website might get very low traction. So they rely heavily on those, you know, referrals and, and word of word of mouth connections. Sure. I, I really appreciate you mentioning that. So just to recap and then to add to to echo your point. So you said two virtual coffees a day, and then I could see how that multiplies. Uh, one of the challenges, as many of you realize, and you probably heard at nauseum, is I'm zoomed out. I'm zoomed out. And that's understandable. But also think if you were going to in-person meeting after in-person meeting, you would get burned out. If you were going to the gym multiple <laughs> times, you would get burned out. You have to add an, a, a different flavor, a, a little bit of, of uniqueness to it. And I see so many of these conversations and they're very mundane. It's There's really not any kind of creativity. If you're talking about the weather or gas prices, people are gonna tune you out, right? We've, you gotta, you gotta dig a little bit deeper. You gotta be a little bit more creative. So my challenge to everyone is to do what, what you're talking about, to do the two coffees, virtual coffees a day, and to have the strategy behind it, but also to be a little bit more creative, be a little bit more fun with these conversations and and talk a little bit more on a deeper level. I think you could do that through research. Um, I think there's a way to do it without appearing, I guess, weird about it. I mean, people put tons of information out in the world. I think it's really good to have an understanding of who the person is, at least a brief understanding, so you can speak to them on more of a personal level. So could you talk more about just the, maybe the structure of the conversation and some of the things that, that you would talk about once you book these calls? Absolutely. So I do go in with the structure and recommend that you have a structure too, whether you're a networker or you know a, a job seeker. Um, but before you do anything, your first step is to do exactly what you talked about, Matt. Um, I encourage anyone meeting anyone new for the first time to exhibit some show me, you know me, right? Show me, you know me. And I didn't, that is not my phrase. I wish I could literally take credit for that. It comes from Amy Volus's uh, Thursday Night Sales. And what that means is like, please do not 
number one, go in there cold. Number two, when I say, show me, you know me, I'm looking for some hidden gems, right? I'm looking for something that really says, you know, hey, Dan, you know, tell me a little bit about the second tooth that you named for Lillian, right? Penelope. Pardon me? Penelope. <laughs> you know, something that is personal, relevant, it doesn't even have to be altogether work-related. It could be a point of commonality. It could be the fact that you guys, you know, um, both like the Bee Gees. Um, so something that is out there that you know is part of either that person's brand or what makes them tick. The second piece that, that you want to do is not use that time to sell yourself. <laughs> Let me repeat that. This is not the time that you are going in there for the full court press to ask for what it is that you want and need. Your agenda in this call is literally to show up with a lot of curiosity. Mm -hmm. Show up with a lot of curiosity and get that other person chit-chatting and talking about themselves. Yep. Scientifically, we know this is so crazy and I, and I love this happy fact. When somebody is talking about themselves, like I'm talking about myself right now, um, it elicits the brain to set off the chemical reactions, the feel-good chemical reactions, like the endorphins that we experience when we're doing drugs, having sex, or eating something yummy. So it's like, it's, it's, there's a lot of like really good, you know, vibes that are coming at us. So if you are allowing the other person to do that with a juicy topic, you're, they're fired up. So show up with curiosity would be number two. Number three is ask how, not wow. Again, from one of my favorite mentors. How did you get from here to there? How was it when you made that move, you know, as a VP to a C-suite executive? How was it when, you know, you were in the job search? Let them talk about themselves by asking how. And, you know, I've been guilty of this. I'm kind of like a big gusher. So I am like, whoa. I'm so excited to meet you. Wow, wow, wow. And that fangirling or fangirling <laughs> thing, you know, it, 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 it's flattering, but you have more to offer than just, you know, just the pom-poms, right? You, you really want to show up and elicit some opportunity for them to share their story. So, yeah. you know, showing up with a, with a how, not wow. Interesting. I think that's that's such an important point too, right? Because you want to show up and you want to add value. You don't want to just kind of be there just to, hey, let's, you know, let's meet and great. That's that's kind of it. And I think especially to your earlier point too, right? Where if you're going to at the end of the call ask who are three people that you, you know, that I should be introduced to, you really have to kind of show up and add value if you're going to ask for it at the end of the call. So I think that that's really mm -hmm. important. I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that's and that's kind of the 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 stamp. You know, by that point. There's been some rapport building, some value, you know, exchange. And then you have earned the opportunity to ask for future connections. And most people, they know two or three, right? Often. Um, and they want to. 
They absolutely want to because they've had a good time with you. So why wouldn't they want to turn somebody else on to, you know, an, a, another great connection? Yeah. Exactly. exactly. It's well, like a lot of folks. I mean, um, for example, in the chat this morning, we've got Jeff, Brian's here, um, Kathy's here, and Erica, Bridget. Great to see you guys. But, you know, these are a lot of these folks are people we met through just the natural networking or just getting known on LinkedIn through different circles, right? I remember um, just yesterday, one of the outreaches that I had for from a potential client, it it wasn't a fit for me, right? But because of these kinds of networking, and it reminds me of our first call, Lauren. Gosh, it seems like for just seems kind of like yesterday, but I remember I was I was nervous and green in business and all of those things. But um, because of that call, I knew where to send him and his daughter. Mm. So um, I think that what what really strikes me about your story too is that I think a lot of times job seekers and business owners alike guys like don't forget this this kind of strategic networking can be used whether you are in business for yourself or for somebody else right and you're just trying to promote yourself for your career or even just make new inroads with clients but we don't always know who exactly is going to have that opportunity in their pocket for me that's the mystery, right? So for me, what helped, and if anybody is scratching their head thinking like, okay, now where do I start? Who do I know? And how do I know who to contact? Um, I love what you shared about, you know, don't talk all about business. Find something that is not business related that's unique to you. So for example, I remember starting early on LinkedIn and networking and I thought, I'm not sure exactly who to target right off the bat. So I went after Ohio University folks because I thought, okay, if you're a Bobcat and I'm a Bobcat, we're going to have something fun to talk about. And that's exactly how I started. And that's something you guys can implement today is it doesn't have to be, okay, directly business related. But if you can find a commonality with somebody else in a completely unrelated way, opportunities will still generate themselves and that's how you can help endear yourselves to new people. Have you guys tried that kind of a method yeah. Doug, through, you know, your, your unique things? I love that. Yeah. I, um, there's a phrase that I love too. It's called, uh, I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard it. It's very common, but, um, be, uh, interested, not interesting, you know, so you want to be interested in the other person. Um, but I did a post just the other day and I mentioned how my, um, kiddo is in marching band for his high school. And one of the comments was this guy, he was, I'm in Texas, you know, and marching band and football is huge here. And he commented and he was like, I was in a marching band in Texas and I wish everybody would have that experience. And it was so great. And there's you know, so many life lessons you can apply because we, we correlated it to business and, you know, and it was so great. So I commented back and I was just like, oh my gosh, you totally get it then, you know, and we connected on this piece that had nothing to do with what we do. Um, with our, I mean, it does because with all you know, um, all the uh, lessons you learn that you can apply to your business, but nothing to do with what we do to our day to day. Um, so that was kind of a cool, you know, surprising connection to make on LinkedIn. <laughs> That's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. Hey, I wanna I wanna mention uh, something that I did at the beginning of this year that I realized was very foolish. So, anyone listening, hopefully you can learn from my mis my mistake in this. 
I was doing too much research prior to a conversation. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, there's social media channels out there. I'm going to go look up a ton of information on this person. And I'm going to have all of this, this data that I can understand them trying to figure out their personality, trying to figure out what makes them tick. So when I talk to them, they're going to be wowed based on what I know. The danger in that was I had too much of an agenda with the conversation. So I had this laundry list of an agenda. And when the conversation didn't go exactly the way that I had anticipated it, I got frustrated and it really, it really pulled away from that connection. So based on everything that everyone's saying, I, I completely agree. It's good to come prepared. You don't want to come across as unprepared. That's the last thing that you want to to look like an idiot that you could have looked up a couple of pieces and you know nothing about the person. But I would caution people, don't come so stinking prepared that you lose that curiosity mm -hmm. and that you lose your ability to have an organic conversation because it might not go the direction that you're anticipating it going. And that's okay because based on the other person being interesting, if they keep sharing different stories about themselves, it's going to go in a completely different direction. You may still get what you want ultimately out of it, building that business relationship and having that person connect you to someone that you need to be connected to. But that was a big mistake I made at the beginning of the year. Where I was just doing so much, much research on someone that was really jeopardizing the conversation. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so yeah. interesting. And hey, Lauren, so there's a question in the chat and we've all kind of touched on unique ways, but I want to hear what you see works really well. Um, and maybe how you developed this as well. But how do you set up those first or second coffee dates? Is it, you know, going on LinkedIn? Is it Hunter IO where you're finding an email address? What's your recommendation? So the easiest kind of first level opportunity to find those coffees is go to go within either a specific industry or you know, if it is a specific company that you are particularly interested in, you know, many of us, especially in the job search world, you know, we'll talk about, oh, do you have your top 10 or 15 organizations? Great. But also, um, you so, so use that and get busy, of course, establishing the relationship online. You always want to take the relationships online to offline. That should be kind of like the 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 you know the pendulum as it's moving towards you know developing the relationship meet them colder over here online move the needle a little bit more now you guys are in dms move it a little bit more oh you know you're going to set up some kind of copy chat and then see where that goes <laughs> so if you're investing at first on those comments or even you know noting something on their on their linkedin profile you have a very high likelihood that that will hopefully convert over to an opportunity within the next coffee. So that's one place. What I like to do just as a, as a way to rotate it. So what I do is I have like somebody from LinkedIn, somebody new from LinkedIn, maybe somebody from my industry, somebody from a different scope or networking group. So again, I'm not like pooling all of my contacts just from LinkedIn. Of course, LinkedIn, 767 million or 770 million users. There's a lot to choose from. Yeah. You're not going to go through the whole pond. 
right? Well, you could filter them by Bee Gees fans. Right. (laughs) Do a search for Bee Gees fans, right? So, you know, you can focus in on industry, you can focus in on company, you can focus in on a topic, you know, if you want to, you know, run a hashtag on, you know, people who are putting in careers, you know, you can funnel it that way. But either way, you know, you want to have some kind of rotation in where these people are coming from. It'll just broaden it. And then from there, you know, what I would do is get them on the calendar. If somebody says to me, oh, I can't meet this week. Great. Here's my Calendly link. That's free. You know, get a Calendly link and then just have them book it out. Um, And I do want to just raise my hand and say, you know, a lot of people, ooh, two coffees a day. That's a lot you know an hour a day um that's me knocking knock knock how many times how many hours do you put into pressing apply now Mm -hmm. i mean that is like (laughs) what is the yield on that so this is not a big time investment for such an enormous long-term you know, relationship and, you know, kind of like the the thing that keeps me up at night is all that time that goes into the online applications. And trust me, I'm not saying never do it. I I always recommend like an 80, 20 split, 80% of your time building your network, 20% of your time doing online applications. But what what ends up happening is for the majority of people who go through the rejection Olympics, when, when they, you know, get their, don't see their, their application is moving. It's gone. That energy is gone. That effort is, is going nowhere. You Mm -hmm. plant a seed and make a relationship. You got, you got a forest. Yeah. A tree for life. And it will keep reaping, you know, all of the fruits. I'm so funny. Sure. But, you know, it's it, it's true. Um, and, and as we get more senior, those relationships increase with value, just the way the compound interest does. The applicant tracking system doesn't increase with value. <laughs> it doesn't increase the value of your candidacy or, you know, your opportunities. It's It's right. been there, done that, gone. See you later. Right. And Lauren, who do you suggest people target? Are they targeting the recruiters? Are they, you know, are they targeting maybe the person they think might be their direct, you know, manager? Like who, what do you suggest? Great question, Erin. You know, again, I think, you know, there may be, there may be a recruiter or a hiring manager that doesn't have any posts. You know, doesn't or 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 doesn't it shows that they haven't been active in ninety days. You know, probably not your best bet, right? Go go where the flow is. So if you see somebody who is a peer, even somebody who is less less senior than you, like remove that kind of filter and think, oh, that person's not going to be helpful to me. Surprise, surprise. You know, a lot of those people have tremendous influence and they're looking to, to climb their way up. So bringing somebody in through a referral is 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 a wonderful way for them to add value in their own organization. Yeah, so they sure. want to be seen as people who are cheerleaders and champions for 
for that organization. And that's a great way for them to, to demonstrate that, you know, mm -hmm. Oh, I met this awesome person on LinkedIn and you guys should talk to them. We have this opening that's coming up. Hmm. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily filter by title. I would really look for where the activity is and where the footprints are within, you know, within the network. Cause that's going to be, you know, good breadcrumbs to say, yeah, they're, they're paying attention. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Erica says uh, relationships have returns outside of the search applying and the ATS has zero returns. Right. I mean, it's almost, you almost in my eyes want to go after an opportunity through other people, like see what the opportunities really are. And bonus, when you find about find out about opportunities through other people who know you personally, a lot of times they can be a better fit because that person then has that filter on understanding you and knowing of openings, people you should meet, things you should be connected with. So Erica, great point. And thanks, Brett. Great to see you here too. So Lauren, one add one thing onto that, that point. I really want to um, take that and amplify it because what you said, Claire, is super important. So if you um, make a comparison between the quality <laughs> and the company's value towards uh, somebody that came in off of a job board through an applicant tracking system versus a referred candidate, mm -hmm. it looks like this. The referred candidate costs the company a quarter of the amount to acquire. 1,000 versus 4,000, okay? That's a big difference. If you're a big company, even if you're a small company and you're watching your, your bottom line and your budget, yeah. ooh, ah, you know, like $4,000, that's a lot of money versus $1,000. So there's a, a monetary reason why. The second piece is that if you ascribe to the belief system that time is money, a referred candidate moves four times as fast through the process, right? Because now I got the endorsement of all these people. Oh, Claire's amazing. Dan, you got to talk to him. So now you are building that momentum and it cuts the line of all the people that were in the queue before that, because this referred candidate is coming from somebody who knows somebody else. So it cuts, cuts the time of the interview process. Third reason is that that person is more than likely to stay over four or five years. So they are birds of a feather from the referral. And so they are seen to be a more aligned fit to the organization. So there's less turnover, less, less kind of wear and tear on the team because, you know, there's, there's continuity and they're not like churning and burning. Awesome. We, companies love that, right? We want to re retain, our attract and retain great talent. I am yet to meet a company that doesn't want to do that. Although many, many are, many are signing up for that anyway. Um, and then the, the fourth reason is that person is far more satisfied and fulfilled and productive. So this is, this is all a part of the, the things that, are maybe behind the scenes of the value of that referred candidate for so many um, hard-hitting revenue reasons, time and efficiency reasons, and then more of the cultural reasons, which the culture piece right now is a piece that, 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 that like every single 
you know, job seeker and, 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 and company is really, really struggling with now, especially as the great recession, or as I call it, the great wake up call is, is happening for organizations as people are literally like, you know, making mass exoduses out of, out of the organization. Interesting. No, thank you for sharing that. And I think a lot of what we're talking about goes back to what you originally said about those two virtual coffees a day. Um, so I have a challenge for everyone listening. So here's my challenge. And you may not necessarily do this tomorrow over the weekend because your, your schedule may change. It may not be normally uh, what it looks like during the week. But my challenge is to do a time audit. So I'm currently in the process of doing a time on it. And I will tell you, it is horrifying. There, there's so many stupid things I waste my time on. So I'd recommend people from Monday to Wednesday. So take three days. Uh, boom. There we go. Three in the shot. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, do a time on it from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep. And then really figure out what are you wasting your time on. And you will absolutely find an additional hour that you can dedicate to these two virtual coffees. So that's the challenge I would have for anyone listening. That's a I great challenge. absolutely love that. I'm gonna throw in um, one more piece around that. Um, sure. Based off of the, the wonderful mastermind that I had at a crack in five o'clock in the morning. Thank you so <laughs> much, everyone. It's not that we don't have the time, it's that we haven't made it a priority. Mm. Mm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Lauren, before we close today, um, and I think I speak for everybody and certainly in the chat too, like we could we could talk about these principles for, uh, we need more power hours with you, Lauren, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so um, what's one thing that everybody listening today can do today to move themselves forward for in this way? What's one thing you'd recommend? So the first thing um, I would recommend, because um, there are like probably a ton of people that are either, um, you know, um, what do they call it? S silently engaging here on, <laughs> on the platform. <laughs> and, you know, for anybody that's thinking like, great, Lauren, this sounds awesome, um, but I hate networking. Um, the first thing is um, really like, like, just, you know, put your big girl or boy pants on and say to yourself, you know, this is, this is a skill for life. This is, you know, no, not a lot of us enjoy paying taxes either. We just man up and do it because we want to keep the IRS away. And so, you know, this is an opportunity to start realizing that your value is like people, you know, I, I like to say, you know, your career needs you. You don't need a job. Your career needs you. And you have a responsibility to show up for it and to be able to offer as much gold nuggets and value that you can to, you know, anybody that you can possibly help or, or you know, help with your knowledge and help in the process. Mm -hmm. So let's like remove that kind of obstacle and barrier that says like, just not interested. The second piece is as far as actually the, the tactics, you know, success starts small. If you can't do 10 this week, great. I mean, hell yeah, it's only Thursday, you know, but, but start to start to make the build. Get one on the calendar for tomorrow and two for next week. You know, you're always thinking about 
you know, I am anyway, or, 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 or suggest, you know, you're thinking about your future self. You're not necessarily focusing right now on what I can do or oh, what I can't do. It's like, how am I going to move this needle so that I can, you know, improve, grow, impact in a larger, a, a larger, more meaningful way. So success starts small. Don't put too much burden on yourself, but also hold yourself responsible. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if you want to block that time, the same time every day, that'll help too. So, you know, set that calendar invite up, make it real easy, you know, whatever it is. It's, you know, nine to 10 is your power hour, is your coffee hour, and just keep splitting that. And it will fill up quickly. And you will also get so much better at it. Most people don't like networking because they just haven't kind of built the muscle around it. So they continue to hate it because it just like, it feels icky and kind of herky-jerky every time. Yeah, I think that's that comes with anything that's new. So I think it is right. Like you just need to immerse yourself and make it a habit, make it a routine. And that was the very first thing you said when we started talking to you this morning was that you need to have a system in place. So you need to block the time. You need to know these are the the, the three te- right. Like it doesn't just start with with asking for for calls. Like go message people. Go find who you make a list of people that you would like to connect with. Go send them the message. Ask them if they want to connect with you. Right. Like take those steps one step at a time to go through that process. And you just have to make the time for it every single day. And eventually it becomes easier and easier. And you enjoy doing it more and more. Yes. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. Absolutely. I think that, you know, as, as I, I'm kind of an airy fairy kind of person by nature, you know, I like to like be, you know, that artist, big dreamer, look out, you know, the window, wait to be inspired. That is great. But I also am a firm believer that structure is that discipline is freedom. Right. I know I know that that time is blocked. Oh, great. You know, like I don't even have to think about it anymore. It's, mm-hmm. it's already locked and loaded in my calendar. Yeah, I love it. Well, I think, uh, thank you so much for your time today. <laughs> my pleasure. So great to meet great. all of you. Yeah. Super great insight today. You know, um, already we've got some folks in the chat who are going to try this. They're going to do their time audit. They're going to put this on the calendar for themselves. So thank you so much for those actionable tips. And Brett, I love what you shared here. I almost want to go out with this. And he says, make an appointment with yourself to do this and no intruders. So thanks, Brett, for that great uh, thing to leave us with today. Really good one. Really good one. And you guys, we really just appreciate your time today, whether it's moving people forward and, and sharing these ideas for your career, for your uh, your own business, and just for your life in general. All of this stuff is super impressive. If you guys haven't followed Lauren, be sure to do it today. And you can also find her at PortfolioRocket.com. And thank you all for spending this morning with us. Thank you so much, Power Hour crew. And Lauren, the fact that you chose to spend your time with us um, this morning is really special. We know time is our greatest currency. So we appreciate you being here. And with that, we will see you next week for another Power Hour. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much, Claire, Aaron, Matt, and Dan. It was wonderful. Thanks and thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Lauren. You're awesome. Bye, Don't guys. Don't forget to follow Thank Power so Hour. <laughs>